Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's The Breakdown, Jamali Maddox. With The Hook, we've got Grace Neutral, who's a lovely person. Such a good person, makes you feel like a shit person, because you know there's a... Nice as she is, but no, she's a lovely person. And uh, yes, we've got Grace Neutral. Um, but yeah, that's it. So check out the podcast, man. Um, you know, this is uh, this is uh, The Breakdown with The Hook. Jamali 9000. Is that your juice? Oh, yeah, that is my juice. Wow. Can I smell it? Yeah. Smell your juice. That'd be a weird thing if I said no. Is it? <laughs> you can't fucking smell it. Is it a child lock on it? <laughs> no, no, no. It's got to spin it out. It's nice, isn't it? it smells like Rabina. Yeah, do it. It's mad because I named my vote. Um, I named my show Vape Lord as like a joke, and then now people send me tons of vape juice. <laughs> like so now I've just got abundance of vape juice. You got like a sponsor? For yeah. No, no, not even like a sponsor. People just send me vape juice. I like, hit my vape juice, Vape Lord. <laughs> and now I've got to smoke tons of vape juice. The vape lord yeah. in the house. I named it that because that's when they called it like a dumb name. So, and that was just like silly, you know. And it's it had good. no it's meaning. It's lighthearted. Yeah, it's lighthearted. It's silly because it has no meaning. And people think now I get hit up like, is it a show about vaping? How long will that juice bottle last you? This one? Boy, I'll run through this in another week. Rah. Yeah. Vape lord don't fuck around, man. Isn't it? How long will your vaping hard. last you? Um, well, I kind of like dip in and out of this between because I like just like smoking spliffs. But if I was just to smoke this and I didn't have anything else, maybe like a couple days. How, I'm, what what uh, what strain do you like? I like tangy for is my favorite strain for flavor, but uh-huh. I'm not really a sativa girl. So like I, like, I, I can't do sativa. Sativa sent me crazy. Yeah, I just prefer an indica. Yeah, exactly. I yeah. just like to chill. I'm like my. Thoughts race enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. like, sativa sometimes can get me. Do you know what's happened to me recently? Because I was in LA and I was smoking in LA. I find weed keeps me up. Even when I smoke an indica, like, I'll be up to like 4 a.m. thinking about past regrets. Yeah. Like, I can't even really, uh, I, can't, I can't smoke that much weed anymore. Really? I like hash. Hash, I think, is really... This is the thing, good, though. Like, Do you not like hash? Hash smokers say that, like, weed is stronger, and then, yeah, like, yeah. weed smokers say that hash is stronger. I like hash. Mm. If I smoke, like, a strong hash joint, I'll be battered. It'd be, it's, like, hard to, uh, it's hard to find good hash now. I love it. It's all that soap bar shit. Yeah. yeah I got the link. If you want to oh, you got the link. Right, well, then, shit, we'll talk about that after the podcast. <laughs> you got the link for the fucking good hash. Yeah. How, how long have you been smoking for? Um, since Smoking weed since I was about 15 okay. every day. How Probably tried it. 29 okay okay and about 15 yeah yeah i remember my i remember when i first started smoking it was lemon 
That oh was yeah, but that's still, still that was the stream. Like the guys that oh, live right. on the estate. Like I've got like my guy who I go to, but then I've got like a few little backup boys yeah, who like yeah. live around the area. <laughs> and you know you're getting lemons. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, that, you that know. was the strain. I mean, yeah. it's mad now because obviously I stopped smoking weed. So I was I started smoking weed when I was like 14, smoked until 18, and didn't smoke it from 18 to about 24. I didn't. I was sober. And I started smoking here and there. But it was just a change of weeks. I remember amnesia was like, when I was smoking, that was the boom, bang. You got some, we got Ami shit. And then now that's just just nothing. Now people are smoking. Yeah, that's just, that's like, that's like fodder. Yeah, like, it's like like star dog and all this shit that blows your mind. (laughs) In it. And the the hybrids. Yeah, oh, the hybrids, yep. Yeah, and it's all that homegrown and and then now it's gone to like more hydroponic and then the imported, people importing that uh, Cali weed and stuff. Whereabouts did you grow up? I never asked you this. So I was born in Dubai. And I lived there, yeah, because my dad was in the Navy, so uh-huh. he, like, lived in Dubai. And I was born there, and I lived there until I was, like, eight, and then moved back to my parents from this tiny village yeah. outside of Plymouth, like, southwest England. So we moved back to there, where all my family live, and then one, like, my auntie, who's not, like, my blood auntie, she's, like, my mum's friend. Family friend, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who's, like, my auntie. Hey, I went and... Show some respect, you got to say auntie. Of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I got sent off and to live with her when I was 13, and she lived in Tootin. Oh, okay. And then I kind of just, like, flew the nest and did it on my own from the age of 15, and I flitted through, like, Bristol um, and London for a few years. So you were living, you moved out, so you had no, so you was, uh, so where was you living at 15? I lived in squats. You lived in squats? I lived in, yeah, I lived in like um, like cheap housing in Bristol, uh-huh. which was like £130 a month. And mm. then I squatted for a couple of years with a few friends. Mm-hmm. It's hard in London, though, to squat, especially since they changed the laws. Like when I was squatting when I was young, there was like section six. So it was like pretty simple to squat a building. Yeah. Obviously, everyone tapped onto that. So explain to me, so because <coughs> what I know about squatting, it was that you had there's a lot of squatters right so if i broke into your building like a derelict building then i fixed the windows and if i stayed there for longer than a year it became my property is that yeah. my right in that there was some yeah like loose laws like that and all you had to do to secure your property as well back in the day was to print out a copy of section six yeah which you can get off the internet and put it on your door and there you have your rights for a certain amount of time but then they changed all those laws and it's extremely difficult to squat now and what they've done is i can't remember what the exact name is for it but they've got this like housing program now where they'll take the buildings that are obviously going to get squatted and they'll make them uh, they'll like rent them out dirt cheap to people yeah. um but only for short amounts of time and, and they can evict you yeah guardian yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. i have a couple of friends that live in guardians yeah and like, they, they live but in you don't really have any rights because they can evict you like yeah it's like basically they are squatting but they just squat in that they've been told they're allowed to squat. Yeah, and but you have to pay the people. Yeah, like a very and you're paying as well. But yeah. then they're living in some mat. Like some of the some of the places that like my boy was living in. He was, he was saying to me like, "I live in Soho," and I was like, "You live in Soho now?" He goes, well, "Yeah, ain't what you think." I went to his crib and it was mad. It was just like was it? it was crazy. There's like no running water. And yeah, shit. it's just like derelict buildings or like mm. half done like building sites, and people just live in there. Like mm. not not safe or anything. But so just how, so, wh- so when you so you was in Tootin and then you went to back to Bristol. And yeah, live in the squats. Yeah, exactly. And had the house and I love Bristol. You loved it. Oh, Bristol's a great. Bristol's a really underrated town. Bristol is so much. Bristol's fun. like a dope town because I never did Bristol. <clears throat> I mean, I never gigged in Bristol. I never because that's mostly why I travel is just to do gigs. Never worked in Bristol. I was like, oh, you gotta go to Bristol. I'm like, yeah, everyone say I gotta go everywhere. And then when I went there, I was like, yo, this is the place. Mm-hmm. It's like really cool, man. It's sort yeah. of like uh, people who can't afford Brighton. 
exactly <laughs> and they fuck off to Bristol it's like people who can't afford Brighton or London they end up in Bristol mm. and it's very like creative and then it's very like multicultural and it's just a nice place like there are obviously some like grotty areas and it has its like it's certain charms to it but mm. like I, I, that's what I love more like most about those sort of areas and how long was you squatting in Bristol for? Um, on and off squatting for like maybe a couple years and then the rent in Bristol was so cheap you mm-hmm. know like it's not like London rent yeah, or anything yeah, yeah. I remember when I was renting a room I was paying like £100 a month like wow. maximum £120 for a month the, for a room for a re- yeah a really nice sized room in like a big house in Bristol but that yeah. was like over 10 years ago I don't yeah, know what yeah. it would be like now yeah. I'm sure like Bristol's been gentrified somewhat oh mate you, can't, you ain't get enough for £100 like that. you ain't get enough like that cheap no, <coughs> so what was, the, what was the decision to, to go squat that's like a crazy decision to make at such a young age well I met so when I was young I in Plymouth mm-hmm. which is like the city next to the place where my parents are from yeah I've been Plymouth yeah, yeah Plymouth's a <laughs> shithole I've been Plymouth yeah, yeah. that's why I was like I need to get out of this because you do have a you do have like you do have a strange accent yeah, yeah I sometimes do. sometimes sometimes it will come out the old uh, the old country yeah so <laughs> My boyfriend laughs at me all the time because my boyfriend's proper born and raised in Mitcham, and oh, like Tooting area south, as well. So he's boy. a proper South boy. And then, because I've grown up in like Tooting as well, so I've got like bits of, and I've lived in London for so long now, I've got bits of a London accent, but there's bits of a, like my country accent that I can't shake. <laughs> like, I say past or grass. You or do grass. say past. Look, you do say past, do not it? Yeah, I what? do. Yeah. You say past, bruv. <laughs> So yeah, it's this weird hybrid, and I like I haven't been able to shake some bits yeah, yeah, yeah. of it. So you say so yeah. What was the what was the decision to sort of course because I mean that is like a that's, a that's like a big decision to make at such a young age. Is it so? Is, is it is it well, sort of made with naivety of youth, or is it made with adventure, or what? What was so it? like Not as a little person. backstory? I when I was young, I like when I was about thirteen or fourteen, and I started like going. It was probably about, yeah, it was probably about 13, right? And it was in Plymouth. This is just before I went to London. Mm. And um, I met a group of people. And because I was going to this, I was really into piercings and tattoos when I was young. Mm. And I would like go in, I would like bunk school and go to the bottom of town and go and get piercings in this shop called Tribal Voice. Wow. Where, was you, where was you getting piercings? Was just your ears done? Oh, I was getting everywhere. Done, yeah. I was getting like just don't even ask like, Jamali. I got, I got. I was I'm getting like surface piercings on my like on my chest and stuff, and my arms and shit. I was just uh, like obsessed with it. But yeah, I used to like bunk school and go and get piercings. And I met this guy who was real young, and he worked um, in this tattoo shop just like selling the smoke stuff because it's like a smoke mm. shop with a piercing studio it always is isn't it it's always <laughs> like you can get a bong and you get your nipple pierced it's, yeah. like, it's always the two it's amazing they go hand in well, hand well, why does it why does it go so hand in hand I, I don't can get know. a weed pipe <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I've never got cigarettes. stoned and thought like yeah I want to like and they always sell like a, and they always sell like an Addy Hash t-shirt you know what I'm saying? Yeah, always yeah. like, you know what I mean? It's like a little Camden Mott but you're saying exactly yeah. it's like a mini Camden Mott yeah, yeah, yeah. I like um met all these guys basically in Plymouth when I was really young and they were all really radical they were like these young guys who all went vegan and mm. they were like all becoming like seeking out all this information to become more like politically aware and like socially aware are, we talking, are they anarchists are they punks are they yeah lefties? exactly yeah. they were like these punk anarchist kids and I like uh-huh. I met them when I was like 13 14 and I just like fell in love and then uh-huh. through like Plymouth Bristol and London I just like got obsessed with um, trying to change the world. Like I got really into animal rights when I was a kid. Like I started like um, 
yeah, we won't go into that. I started doing some stuff. I, wanted, I wanted to like liberate animals. I wanted to be like really radical, and I wanted to. Like you broke into some farms, didn't you? <laughs> Being a vegan just wasn't <laughs> enough for me. You know? and, um, I'm, not, like, I'm not gonna get into that. I'm like, you, you, you broke into some fucking farms, didn't you, Grace? I know, yeah, 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 yeah. I just listen, man. No, no face, no case. I ain't, I ain't mad at you. Exactly. I ain't no snitch. I tell you that now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I met these guys, and it was just like that to me was what like sparked this whole like my whole like lifestyle when I was young and squatting just went hand in hand with that and I was um because of this guy that I grew up with called Beef who is now like an incredible tattooer um and I still see him to this day but him because of we were both into tattooing and I was so in awe of these guys as well because they were older than me and they were so radical and I was like oh my god we're gonna change the world you know it was super exciting and um yeah just it just went on from there and they they did a few squats um and they were the ones that like enlightened me and taught mm. me about this whole idea of like free living and um yeah it was fun so what what why why, why was you so intrigued with the piercings and the tattooing like what was it what was it what was it about body modification that like really got your interest um because these are interesting i mean because i'm i mean i'm into tattoos and i'm into body piercing um and it's that and I, don't, I don't know in myself why it is. I mean, I, I think I understand yeah. tattoos more than I do body piercings. I mean, I remember when I got my ear pierced and I went to get uh, my, my eyebrow pierced. That was a strange time. But, like, you know... I love an eyebrow piercing. You like an eyebrow piercing? Yeah. I'm going to get one today. That's the greatest <laughs> thing she told me to. But, so, what, but what was it about the sort of... Because even though I was into tattoos and I didn't get tattooed until I was in my 20s. Like, was it that you were at 15, you were just like, yo, I just want to get the tattoos, um, the, the piercings on my that. arms I and guess stuff? I guess I was a weird kid. Um, my mum is an artist, right? And she was always, she does like batik and silk painting. Mm. And she's always very inspired by different cultures from around the world. And my mum loves to travel. Like when she was young, she spent her whole life just like working on the side to like fund her traveling expeditions. Mm. <coughs> but in her art room as a kid, I would like have vivid memories of flicking through books on like body modification within tribal mm. culture and different like just everything that involved that and just looking at different pictures of these like tribesmen with all this scarification and people dripping with blood from mm. head to toe after these like ceremonies and just being like I guess quite obsessed with it mm. like I did my I didn't do my GCSEs I did two because I was like I fucking hated school I don't know about you but I hated oh, school yeah. it was not for me I don't really look like someone who uh, <laughs> who liked the school yeah school school was a I mean especially for someone like you I mean only you know a few times we chatted I think we're kind of uh, kindred spirits in the fact of it. it's, it's, it's you know we're fascinated with the freedom oh, you know 100%. And, and school this isn't really a no, it, they put that, barriers it? around you, and I've never. Yeah, it's it's sad, man. I mean, because I, I remember when I I did the I was doing a show, and I had an old school teacher uh, come to one of my shows, and this was that uh, he's one of the cool teachers, Mr. Tiara. Big shouts to Mr. Tiara, <laughs> and uh, he came and and he was saying about you know he was talking about school and stuff, and he was like how the school system fouled you, uh, and it's weird because I used to think the school system did, but I don't think the school fouled me. I think it just wasn't designed for me. Yeah, no, you know, because I, I think I think I think it's you know it's not it's not a failure. It's more say of just it's, it's a non-fitting, yeah, exactly. Because you know, it's not made for everyone. It is that, no. but it's why we have this sort of rigid system of. It's so medieval though the system, that. isn't it? It's yeah. like it hasn't been changed, and you know you have to evolve things while the world evolves. Mm. But yeah, school is just not like a, a fun place. What for did me. you hate most about school? The people. Yeah. <laughs> 
I wasn't like a popular kid in school. Really? Yeah, and when I started to experiment with things like piercing and tattooing and stuff like that, because I like pierced my nipple in like the bathroom at school and like all the girls like freaked wow. out. And I didn't do it like in front of them for like attention. Like I did, I was like privately like doing my own thing, you yeah. know? But it was like made into this big thing and I was kind of like painted out to be the freak yeah. quite early on. Damn, what year was this? Um, what school year? probably like year eight damn so that's like early on that's yeah. like you're, you're yeah because that's like one because i think once you get the thing in year eight that's you now you're that girl who uh, pierced the nipple with <laughs> i also had like a very powerful mullet at school wow and i don't think the majority i wish of the i would have photos of that i do i think i need to see a photo <laughs> of grace Nugent with the powerful mullet did <laughs> you choose did you choose a mullet because that's like a I bold cut the mullet myself that's a bold look to go for because like, i grew to, my I'm hair going for the mullet. i grew my hair really long because i did ballet most of my life so you have to have like long hair to put in a bun and then like my rebellious years started to kick in when i was like in year seven and eight and i remember like in my room, right, I had one, because like, my parents lived in this village, I had this, like, old, um, co- we lived in this old cottage, and it was, like, one of those weird rooms that just had a sink in mm. it, like, by the bed. So I had, like, a sink in my room by my bed um, growing up, and one day I was just, like, sat on my bed, and I was like, you know, you just, it wasn't even thinking, just, like, something told me to start cutting my hair. And just after, like, a period of a few weeks, I just, like, trimmed this like crazy mullet <laughs> it was so good though like i'm thinking of bringing it back one day why not oh uh, yeah i think if anyone's gonna pull off the mullet it's you thanks babe there's one of the one of the few people in this world where i'd be like if you seen grace Nutrition's new mullet it's fire <laughs> <laughs> it's pure fire she's Amazing. got right there but uh yeah so when when did you get into the sort of more hardcore modification body modification because if you know just people listen on audio you quite you know you got like the tattooed eyeballs and you have like the sort of i see the scarification mm-hmm. and stuff like that i don't know what other ones you have on your body but um do you want me to listen for you yeah, sure, so man, please. okay so i got my tongue split first as far as like extreme it? modification this is the one i've never seen wow that is crazy that's cool when did you get that one? <laughs> that, that's the best move. <laughs> it's good, isn't it? That one, it kind of like flubber. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was the best move. So, what, yeah, so, so you got the sorry, tongue split? Tongue split. Then I got my um, scarification on my face. Mm-hmm. I've had like five cuttings. So I had my forehead cut twice, mm-hmm. my cheeks cut, and my lip cut here. Mm. And then we pointed my ears. Cuzzy? Yeah, I just had them pointed like pixies. Oh, and then I used to have like big stretched earlobes and then I cut I had a procedure to like cut them off. You're about to say they're, they're very um They're, they're tiny, right? Yeah, they yeah, like yeah, don't yeah, exist. Don't look like you have tunnels at all. Yeah. I know I see people with like I see the so all my all my aunties mates all had tunnels in there. They're, they're like, you know, they used to wear DC trainers yeah. and have tunnels and shit. And you see them now, they're sort of like 40 year old men. <laughs> but they're like saggy <laughs> yeah, they got like these bits, but they don't put the, fu- they don't put the plugs in no yeah, more. Yeah, they're just like saggy bum yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, well, I was like over that. I like just, I stretched them really big and I wanted to just wear earrings again. And I dated a guy who was a body modification artist. Mm. Obviously that, go figure, that makes a lot of sense. But um, yeah, so I just... I can't imagine dating an accountant. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I don't think it will work. To be honest with you, it... It would probably be great because I need my accounts doing. Yeah, like, I'm yeah, rubbish for real. At doing Oh, them. doing the taxes is a motherfucker, isn't oh it? Oh my god! I did. You know, I, I did my tax the other day, and I, I, I've, I've said I'm getting an account. I can't do it, man. I don't have. Do you not have an accountant? I do now. I do now. You're a madman. Yeah. I, I no, can't. I never. But you know, I wasn't exactly. Uh, you know, I wasn't actually playing by the system. If, if uh, no snitching on myself. <laughs> <laughs> no grasping on myself, but cash in hand disappears. But um, yeah, no, it's that. Yeah, it's that. I yeah, it's, it is that minutiae. Like, that's that's one thing that's weird. And I think it's something that you know you might agree on. Is I can do weird shit. Like I can you know I can write some jokes. I can 
have a conversation, you know, in terms of a podcast. I can do, but when it comes to minutiae, like going to the bank, I crumble. Oh my god! Like yeah. the idea, the supermarket the, oh is overwhelming. No, me. I can't do it. I can't. You, I, you, you. I can't go to the bank. All I got to do is just give my passport. I can't do it. I'll leave it for like a year. Same. I still have a student account, bank account. <laughs> I still have a student bank account. I'm I can't the same. Are you the same with like ringing up companies? You know, when you got to like sign up to your Wi-Fi and stuff. Who like has that? Wi-Fi? I don't. Like, <laughs> no, I, I have 3G. Who's <laughs> about Wi-Fi? Because I didn't have Wi-Fi in my house for the last. So I moved into our house recently, and we got Wi-Fi because the people that lived there before just signed up for like two years and then yeah. moved out. So we got like a year's worth of free Wi-Fi. And that's your last year you're having because you ain't doing nah, it. No, but the, I feel like I'm living this luxurious life because before I just didn't have it. And you know that BT with Fon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah like yeah. so. I got a free airline password for the internet on that, so I would just forever like log in to this yeah. like airline thing yeah, and yeah, use that. It's just something which is fine, but this is like super fast. This is like four G. I like we said super fast as well. Because <laughs> <laughs> you made it sound like it's like you've never seen technology before. Oh, I'm telling you, it's super. Fast. <laughs> it's crazy. It but, is. So what's the other what's the other st- scarification? This um, scarification did my ears, and then I got my belly button removed as well. You got your belly button removed. How did how do you do that procedure? So You're it's pretty. Yeah, I am. I was awake for everything. They just like do. Um, is it local anesthetic? Yeah, anesthesia. Anesthesia. Yeah, but is it local or general when no, you're? No, local like, is when you're awake. I think. Yeah, so it's all been local. <laughs> yeah, so I got my belly button uh, removed because I don't know. There wasn't really a reason. It was just kind of like seemed like a romantic thing to do at the time. A romantic in what in terms of why romantic? Well. Was it for a partner? No, it wasn't for... It was all for myself. But mm-hmm. the guy who did... Apart from my tongue, I got my tongue split by my friend Yestin. Um, but then I met this guy and years ago. Um, and he... We became partners. I like, with, how you, I like how he has put that years ago. Because like you want me to know it was a different grace. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was, years it was ago. a different me, honestly. I was a different person. But, um, yeah, I met this guy and he was able to facilitate all these things that I mm-hmm. wanted done, you know. Mm-hmm. And it was... Um, it was very interesting and exciting for me at the time to live with someone and be with someone who could facilitate all these, like, crazy ideas I had in my head. Mm. Like, my ears, for example, like, I knew I wanted them done, but I kind of pressured him into doing it at that moment because I really wanted it done. Mm. And he did it on the kitchen table at, like, 10 a.m. Wow. after... Di- uh, 10 p.m. after dinner, wow. you know. And I, I really like that. I like the kind of... Um, it was so personal to me anyway and the fact that the connection I had with this person at the time was like so intense it Mm. was like it was really an exciting time I can imagine do you know what even though I don't understand I understand what you said because it's like it's sort of that weird thing of uh, I say weird but it's that that interesting thing of it sounds like because he could facilitate immediacy of what you wanted and you because you love you know modifying your body and Mm -hmm. he can do it for you yeah, you know and he was like one of the best in the world. So it I kind of looks looking out, after you, you know? in a way. It's like a weird, you know, that thing of being looked after. Yeah, but in exactly. A, sort of just in a different form. So then, when you got the belly, so you have no belly button. So is it just like a flat stomach? Yeah, so it's smooth. Wow. Yeah, because I like like that. So the guy that who did it, right? You like symmetry or something? Yeah, kind of. I do like symmetry, but the guy that I was with at the time had his nipples removed, mm. and he like looked like a smooth Ken doll, and I thought that was really cool. So I was like, we should remove my belly button because then I'll look like a Barbie. That's crazy. And how many tattoos you got? Oh my god, that's a question that can't be answered. Yeah, I just see it. Body, you got a full body suit, right? I see it one, yeah. one time. Would you, would you? And you, you, and your, is it something you're going to carry on doing? Yeah. So like on my legs and stuff, it's like layers over time. Because mm. I started getting tattooed when I was like 15, and I made a lot. What of, was your first tattoo? 
It was a heart with a okay. scroll Powerful. on the inside of, of my course, thigh. Of course, that's exactly the first tattoo you should yeah, get. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I got it like right in the inside of my thigh, like next to my cooch, because yeah, I yeah, thought yeah. I could like hide oh, it from my parents. I see, I see. You know, smart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, it was really fun. It was in Plymouth at this shop that I'd known forever because it's always been there it's called elemental i think it's still there it's still there and it's like this proper old boy called jeff who's and like it's all the flash on the wall of like people yeah. you, that's where if you want to get an eagle on the chest that's where you gotta be going a hundred percent and i went in there to um book in a tattoo for my friend and while i was in there i was just like fuck it like something came over me i was like i'm gonna do it i was like just turned 15 at the time mm. and um i remember like getting down on the bed and like got my legs open and then he was like tattooing the inside of my leg and then after about three lines he just was like you are 18 aren't you <laughs> and I was like yeah <laughs> a little bit too late but fair <laughs> I was like yeah I am when, when, when was the decision to get the eyeballs done because that's like quite from what I know I mean and please change my ignorance if I'm wrong it's quite a dangerous procedure no yeah it's to extremely get, cause it dangerous because it is like it, it's, it can, you can, if you do it wrong yeah it can blind and you and so many times it has gone wrong so, mm. like, to give you a rundown of eyeball tattooing, like, a brief. It's uh, the oldest eye tattoo, as I think, is about just over 10 years old. Is it started in prison? Am I right in saying no. that? No, it's not. Exactly. So, this is where the whole myth... Is there a misconception that it started yeah. in prison? So, actually, the guy who I dated, not to refer back to him, but he actually invented the procedure. What? Yeah, he um, was really close friends with this guy called Shannon, who started this uh, online community called BME, mm. which is, like... Um, an online forum that started years ago um, where people can go and share their experiences of modification and it was like a place where people could go for me it was great because when I was young I was like having all these fantasies about doing all these things but I had no one who could relate to me or talk to about it mm. and then I found BME and I was like fuck there's actually people out there who want to do the same things mm. as I do mm. and like you know there it's are people who, yeah, yeah there are people who can facilitate this sort of thing and it was really exciting and um, yeah just to to be a part of that and when I met this guy um, he'd been doing he'd been working on the procedure for a few years and I knew the person that he'd done the first eyeball tattoo on and I assisted him as well throughout our relationship so I was helping him do the eyeball tattoos I would like hold the eyes open and stuff like that mm. and just through you know, I didn't know this procedure existed until probably about six, seven years ago. Mm. But from the moment of meeting him and being exposed to that, obviously that seed was planted in my head. And I knew I wanted it done, but um, he made me wait for like two years. <coughs> Why did he make you wait? Because it's so dangerous. Mm. Also, like the thought of him blinding the person that he's with, I don't think he could handle that. Yeah. Um, There's pressure on him. Yeah, massive pressure. And also mainly the colour of... Um, he was just like you need to think about what colour you want mm. um, properly and like then once you've made that decision you need to like sit on it for a good year and I did I thought I wanted my eyes green really and I'm so glad that I sat on it and I waited and why I did you want it. green I thought green would look the nicest oh, so okay, I thought yeah, it would yeah. like I thought it would make my eyes glow more because my eyes are like a brownie green mm. but then yeah purple was just the way to go mm. it? Um, and then so when, when you get the procedure done how nervous was you that like oh mate 
Because what, cause cause what it is, is like... <laughs> I can't even. <laughs> I can't even. Yeah, it's even terrifying thinking about it. There's something about, you know, like when you've done something really scary and then you think back on it and you go, oh, fuck, like I did that. Because it, cause it's right, it's like an injection in the sort Because like your eye has layers. Yeah, so... And like, so they put it underneath Imagine your layers. eyeball, right? And you have your iris, which is like the colour mm. bit, the circle. And then you have the white of your eye. The white of your eye is covered with a clear layer mm. called the sclera. Or the white might be called the sclera. Something's called the sclera, yeah. anyway. Um, the in between that layer of the white and the the see through layer over the top, that's where the ink sits. Mm. So if you, it's done by injection, like a um, like a syringe, yeah. yeah. But like the needle on the end is like super fine, like a hair, mm. and they bend it. So instead of it being straight, it's kind of coming off at an angle. And then he like put like wiggles it into a point. And I have to like yeah. sit there because when I have my own done, usually painful? not painful, okay. just terrifying. Yeah. yeah, like a weird sensation. You know, when you get like a bit of dirt on your eye, yeah, you can yeah, feel yeah. it's like a sting, like a little sting, and you can feel your eye starting to water. It's like that, but it's just fucking terrifying because you literally lay there and he's like, focus on that. It's like focus on that light on that wall, and don't move your eye while I inject your eye because if you move, like the needle is in the, the perfect yeah. position for the ink to go. If it's like out a tiny, tiny bit, like a fraction, that could perforate your eyeball. You get ink in your eye, you're probably going to go blind. Wow, so that's just, pressure, fam. I'll be like, listen, don't tell me what you're doing, isn't it? Just tell me to look in. But it. because I'd assisted, I knew too much. Yeah, that's what fucked real, with me. For real. You don't have the ignorant bliss. Yeah, mm. and all these people that went through it before, I was like, they dealt with it so well. So they don't know what's going Mm-mm. down. They don't I'd know how dangerous Valium. it is. Yeah. Wow. I'd, yeah, I'd take a Valium just to I'd calm down. I'd take a Valium and calm myself down. So but even though with all of that fear, why did you still do it? Because I like to push my physical and emotional boundaries. Mm. It's always something I've liked to do. Um, I like to, like, I think, like, putting myself through extreme physical things um, can make me mentally stronger. Mm. And uh, also, I really like the aesthetic. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. And I'm, uh, yeah, they look very good. But I'm, I'm not saying this in terms of that you're, uh, you know, a somewhat of a... a, a a tourist in terms of it but what is it do, do, do you get the set do you feel like you're trying to tap into that same feeling of why you know when you was a kid and you were looking through the books of the tribalism and they're covered in blood is it trying to get to another level um 
Do you my question? Yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Like, definitely through the... I'm saying you're a culture vulture in that sense. I'm no, saying no, no. that is that something you're trying to do is achieve so that next level. My for the, as as far as the aesthetic of me goes, like I've done certain things to my body, not because of the actual outcome of it, but because of the procedure. Mm. Um, going through like cuttings was a very ritualistic experience for me, and I do I, like I've done suspension for years as well. Suspension, can you explain? Like body suspension is where you hang off hooks, mm. um, and that it comes from different cultures and um, people in the West adopted it in a kind of small subculture within body modification and I so when you go to like the tattoo convention you see those people swinging <laughs> yeah but to be honest with you like oh you, you sort of sided that part is it sort of is it being a lot of people do it for well no a lot of do, people do it for performance which I have no problem with mm. I think watching it as performance can be really beautiful to watch mm. me personally I've never suspended for performance it's always been private and like all my procedures that I've done have always been private I've never like shared them online or anything like that um, I've got pictures and like s- small clips of me suspending from from past suspensions but it's personal stuff yeah it's just like a, it's like I don't know what it is you know I don't have this like long list of people before me or like practices before me that I've come from like I don't um, but it's just something that's always been in me and like I don't know if it was my mum's books or just like everything that I was exposed to when I was young, but it definitely had something to do with it. Mm. Just like trying to feel more comfortable within myself. I think as humans, we all try and do that. And if that's like by going to the gym or getting our hair dyed Mm. or whatever it may be, you know, we always try and like um, present ourselves in a way that reflects us as the best version of ourselves. And so that's literally what I'm trying to do. And I just, I've, I just want to be the best version of myself inside mm. and out mm. and but that's my my um, personal opinion of what I think is well yeah I mean it's, it's that weird thing isn't it because it means your life and you go reflect what you think exactly. is the best you yeah and I'm the just best living you, they're, 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 no, the best you is you know with blue eyes and you know pixie ears and exactly. why, why is that why is there anything wrong with that you know exactly. it's because you're only trying to reflect people like to go like also, because of because the... people are judgmental, can't they? Oh, yeah. Anything, you know? it's just but I've had that for such a long time now. Like, yeah, nothing... Yeah. Like, it really doesn't faze me. And people say, like, oh, when you walk down the street, don't you, like, hate it when people look at you and, like, everyone stares? And to be honest with you, like, I don't really, like, notice it that much. Yeah, I guess we've been living it for so long. And plus, I mean, even though, like, I understand the frustration that might cause someone, at the same time, it is, like, you know, a lot of people probably do look just out of, you know, fascination of interest because it's not something 100%. you see every day. No, 100%. You know, see someone with tattooed eyeballs and sort of even face tattoos. Is, yeah. I mean, now they come even a lot more. Even when someone is intrigued and shocked, I'm very good at being able to tell the difference it's just what energy yeah. you're coming, you know, you're yeah. throwing your energy at me at the end of the day. If it's day. a really old person, you go, yeah, you're judging. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like so an old person looking at something and they go, you go, oh, yeah, you yeah. judge it. I've been called the devil a few times. You've been called the devil? I've been called the white devil a few times. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's probably for me. No. Uh, <laughs> that's what it's like I was saying. But, um, but you know, like at the end of the day, you've got a laugh as well because yeah. like, the majority of times when someone throw, like throws an insult to you or says something stupid, you know, you know it's just coming from a place of like not understanding or a generational thing, and mm. it's fine. Like, because I don't really get that offended. I know I look pretty far out there, you know, mm. to the average person. So, as long as like people are open to like 
being open, mm. then I'm up for having any kind of conversation you want to have. Yeah, do people people must ask a lot of questions though. Yeah, people. But the thing people is, people want to know about the eyes the most. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing. That's I don't like mind talking about it. I want to know about. I want to know about the eyes. No, it's just like. <clears throat> there's a few things that I'm just bored of answering like of does it hurt and I don't mind answering that everyone's always going to ask that I like but how just you don't... just remember that I asked you that yeah but you, this is the thing you <laughs> didn't come out with it as nah, the first nah, I know, I know. the first yeah, question when that's yeah. the open liner I'm just like oh gosh this yeah. conversation again yeah it's one yeah I do, I do understand it is, it is it must be frustrating just to sort of answer the same because it's just a rotation but again it is that thing of that's the that's that, it because if anyone I signed thinks up about for it, it though do yeah, you know what I mean yeah true I mean you know there is a certain sense of people should mind their own fucking business sometimes of course but yeah. if you're going to do something so drastic to your face especially because your face people you know you can do whatever you want to your body yeah. but when you start fucking with your face people really get so when when was the decision to start fucking with the face because even like you know you must have known that knowledge I was of young that. yeah how old was you when you started dealing <laughs> um, with the face stuff probably like 20, 21 should we get it out what do your family think of it um my parents are really supportive now yeah they went made a through yeah exactly once, once you start making money yeah, out of the yeah. thing that they're not sure about and it's not downplay you're a very successful tattoo oh, artist thank you very you much know, there's, no, there's no downplay in it you, you know there definitely people like one of the, one of the questions cause we, uh, to put a bit of a reference on this if you don't know that me and Grace did the Vice show stop listening to the podcast number one <laughs> 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 you don't know who any of us are and this is not for you but um, 100% yeah, this is no point like you're not going to hear anything but this is shit well because you didn't know us um <laughs> But, uh, so we, do, we both did shows on Vice, and um, what was the point I was about to make? Yeah, and one of the questions I get asked is, do you know Grace? That's one of the, that's, anytime I meet someone, they always go, do you know Grace Neutral? I go, I go yeah, it's like I have to ask questions about you. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're very, very talented at what it's doing. Thank you very much. Um, and so, you know, it's like, I, I guess that when you become successful, it's always, uh, it's always an easier pill to swallow. Yeah. For them, Definitely. but I mean, do they do they sort of uh, how do they feel about the whole you know face? Is the face stuff that because that's like my mom's worry is like because I like getting tattoos and shit now, and then my mom's just like, yep, yeah, don't do the face, oh yeah, don't do the neck, and I'm just like, that's the next one I'm getting is the, the straight neck banger. Uh, what the throat? Yeah, I want to get the throat. Sick. I want to get. I want to get. What my, are you gonna get? I want to get my throat done, and I want to get like a mouth with like fangs and like Sick. blood coming out. Okay, you that's need to come and get. see Emily at my yeah, shop. She's like special, yeah, specialised yeah, in mouths. Yeah, yeah. Oh, do you know what? I remember, I remember when I saw you at the tattoo convention in Brighton. So the poster with all the mouths on it? Yes, there was my friend. My friend wanted to get one by her. I remember she was... She She's was, amazing. She was asking me. She was like, I want to get one by Emily. I think she was booked up at the Brighton. Was it Brighton I saw you? Yeah. I saw you, yeah. I was with my, with my friend. Uh, big up Shelly. But, um, yeah, Shelly was cute. Yeah, Shelly's cool, man. Shelly's, Shelly's a good friend of mine. Um... But yeah, so um, so but they but they but they support because you said your mum's an artist. Yeah, my mum's an artist. But your dad's a navy dude. Yeah. So he must have been. So my dad's very traditional. Not saying no. he's a Tory, but I'm saying no, he's no, conservative. No. So no. no. So my dad is like he's very he's not actually conservative. He's like very, my parents are very liberal. Mm. Um, like when I remember my dad, bless him, when he called me up after Brexit and he was like distraught yeah. about it and he like he made this little speech and I was just like, <laughs> I wish more people were listening right now. And his navy, and his navy outfit. <laughs> so cute. Full navy outfit. But my dad, like, my dad was like a working class, like he comes from a working class family from mm. this like small fishing village and he went and joined the navy when he was 14 and he joined the cadets and his whole life's aspiration was to be a captain and he worked his way up through his whole life and 
the thing is, if you want to be a captain in the Navy, because I said to my dad when I first started getting tattooed, I was like, but you were in the Navy. Like, everyone in the fucking Navy's got tattoos. You know what I mean? Sailors mm. go to dock and they go and get tattoos. That's oh, what that was, happened. They were like the few people who had tattoos exactly. back in the day. Yeah. But then he was like, Grace, like, I wanted to be a captain. And it's like literally like different classes yeah. within like the Navy. Like, if you were a captain you couldn't do certain things so he had to like keep to a certain thing and my dad said to me he was like i just associate tattoos with prostitutes and sailors and i was like wow okay um which is i mean it's not maybe not right but at the same time no it's like, a fair i don't enough. understand why you think yeah, that because that's what you saw really was prostitutes and especially when you're flying fly sailing everywhere when I was young, he was worried about it. But as I got older, my dad's, like, kind of carefree. And, like, mm. as he's got older, he gives less of a shit about things, mm. you know. And you're a grown woman. Yeah, exactly. He just wants to walk his dog and go to the pub and mm. read his paper. Like, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, good for him. When I cut my face, I didn't go home straight away to see my dad. But I went after it healed and it was still a bit, like, raw, like, red. Because the scars go white after years. Um, and I went home and I remember I was like in the, like looking in the fridge and he just came up to me and like you know when your parents like grab your face like turn my face and like rubbed my chin he was like oh did you fall over mm. and I was like yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, 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 that makes you sleep better I just <laughs> fell over yeah. I didn't get someone to cry it but my mum was hysterical when she saw my face really yeah she got to t- she come to terms with like me being heavily tattooed and stuff and I tattooed a few little bits on my face but she saw me like a week after I got my face cut yeah. and I remember I like went and met her she like parked out on the road and I like went out of my house to go and meet her and as I was walking she's like by the car like hi yeah. like smiling and waving face just dropped dropped and by yeah. the time I got to her she was just bawling it's, 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 it's intense I'm guessing to yeah. see if you're a kid if you're, especially if you're not from that culture I get because it because the thing is like you know you and your friends you know all have it you know, all sort of all live in that world where 100%. that's normal with other people especially if it's your baby as well you go yeah and I totally get it and I like I was really aware of that when I was kind of trying to like talk her mm. into it but I've always been really honest with my mum because she'd always say to me like no more no this is the last <laughs> this is the last one and it never is great is yeah, it yeah but I've just on, I've just been honest with her from the get go and just been like I cannot make that promise yeah, to you yeah yeah because you love it yeah well, um, is, so you, you, why did you adopt this one question I wanted to ask you why do, why do you do um, hand poke how come you don't use gun so I was a piercer before, right? I started piercing when I was like 18 and I did that for a few years and then I worked in a tattoo shop with a load of tattooers in Soho and I wanted to be a tattooer but because of the sheer magnitude of energy and, you know, tattoo artists, certain tattoo artists definitely have a way of making themselves um, out to be like the god mm. of the shop, you know, and like we revere the tattoo artist. So is there, is there politics within the shops? Oh yeah, hundred percent. There's so much. There's politics. hierarchy and. Oh politics. yeah. Well, I guess it's like it's like any office setting, isn't it? A hundred percent. it's just you got sort of egos. And because I was a piercer as well, there's like there's the divide, right? Tattoos and piercers. Are piercers sometimes like what, chew like shit or something? Mm, no, it's just it's very separate, right? Uh, it's a very separate thing, and I think a lot of tattoo artists, when a piercer. So, well, from my experience, when I was like, I wanted to start tattooing, no one took me seriously. Mm. Um, and I did hand poke because no one took me seriously and no one would even give me the time of day to even have the conversation about like wanting to learn, let alone teach me mm. how to tattoo. So tattooing with machine was never an option because I don't know enough. Like, I do now, I've been tattooing for nearly like eight, I've been tattooing for eight years and I've been in the industry for over 10. So mm. I know I know enough about machines now, but back then I was like, 
I don't know anything, I can't teach myself this. But within the working environment, I can teach myself how to hand poke. Because I know about so hygiene. So you didn't do an apprenticeship, you just did... No, I taught myself. Wow. No one would give me an apprenticeship. Really? I tried. Because you, you can draw, obviously. Yeah. I mean, you must be able to draw. Well, so. I was always drawing because like, I've always been artistic because of my mum. And then um, the thing about it, like I moved, um, I came to London and I got a job when I was like, oh, it must have been like... 18. So you moved to London at 18? No, so I came to London when I was 13. Yeah, I, remember I moved you around. Too, but yeah, then, so then confusing. when you came back to London. Yeah, you came 18. back to London, 18. I was living in Peckham and working in Madame And Tussauds. now it's real Peckham, too. Yeah, it's it like, what's this, 10 years ago? So it's real Peckham. Yeah, it was. Know, it's not the Peckham now with vegan pizzas. We ain't. No, no bro. Yeah, yeah, the Guardian yeah, 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 quench my first creatively mm. and because obviously I had this side um, like my hobbies were going out and getting pierced and I was always really into being tattooed and then one day I was walking in Soho and I just walked into this tattoo shop and just something overcame me and I asked for an apprenticeship in piercing and they gave it to me wow. and that's where I started but yeah no one in that shop would take me seriously for tattooing um, and so I had to do it on my own so I was working in a good shop as a piercer right and then when I wanted to start to tattoo I had to go and work in a shit shop mm. and I was after I moved out of Peckham I moved to Norwood because mm. it was cheaper yeah, 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 yeah. and I was living in South Norwood for years and I worked in a tattoo shop in South Norwood as well and that's where I because it was just this shitty little shop owned by this guy like this guy was crazy he was so nice but he was nuts mm. do you know what I mean I'd been tattooing for five minutes and he was just like you can tattoo my whole head if you want <laughs> I was like yeah right sick let's go but he just like gave me the freedom to just fuck his head up and his yeah. like body up and my own body and some, yeah. yeah and um like i'm really appreciative to him and just the space the shop's not around and i yeah. don't know where he's gone it, like it's so weird it's like somewhere being a fucking nut somewhere being a nut god bless him yeah you got like you got love people Simon. like that you got like, i do i do, I do i've got i've got i've got a real soft spot in my heart for those fuck it guys yeah. It was just this, you know what? Just, just tap my whole head up, mate. And never, the thing is, right, never tattooed in your life. He may have not been the best tattooer in the world, and do you know what I mean? He, but never, he had heart. But he had heart, and he gave me that. He gave me more opportunity than most people did, yeah. who are like big, up, big in the in the industry, you know. So I have like a lot to thank for him. He'd take me to the cafe when we get like fried breakfast, and we uh. go like go back to the shop and get stoned, and then you just be like, you can do whatever you want, babe. That's sweet. Yeah, and I love that's a sweet it. guy. Even you know, because I think as well, we sort of. Um, some some of my favorites because I'm one of my some one of my favorite tattoos is the one that's not done the best. 100%. You know, I kind of do like I got it done and he is a good tattoo artist but it's just the picture's mad and you know and he sort of does a weird style. But it's uh I got it done in Serbia in this oh guy who converted his, his his house into a tattoo shop. Uh-huh. And it's it just, and it was just it was, you know what I'm saying it was just like I got a gypsy tattoo. Yeah. And it, was, and it was great and it's like you know but you know so all these you know and the sort of the ones that are the, the crafted ones aren't always my favorite ones so Big up that guy, man. Yeah, but that's the thing. It's about the memory. You know, like, mm. even if you get a tattoo and it hasn't got a specific meaning, you just like mm. the way it looks. Mm. You know, you're always going to remember the person you got tattooed by, and you're always going to remember that experience. What, what don't you tattoo? Because I know there's a sort of thing of, like, from other tattoo people I talk to, and they go, I don't do this. I don't tattoo dicks. You don't tattoo dicks? No. You won't tattoo a dude's dick, you mean? Or you won't tattoo a picture of a dick? 
Oh, I tell you a picture of a dick, depending on the circumstances. Do you know what I mean? If of someone, really, it's not. I usually do like pattern work and geometry, but mm. you know. Why don't you do dick tattoos? Because it is a thing. I haven't really had get. that many. Oh, what like tattooing a dick? Yeah. I've had many requests. Yeah. But I just don't think my hourly rate is high enough to justify to me wearing you as a watch yeah <laughs> because yeah, at the end of the day it's, it's not just like you got to touch a dick like the dick's got to be like in a certain kind of state for it to be able ah. to you can't just tattoo a flaccid dick if we're gonna get oh, real oh you have to tattoo a hard dick bro you can't tattoo a flaccid Why dick not? it's all stretchy and weird and the skin like there's so much skin there do you know what i mean it's got for ages oh. so like you need so do you have to pop a blue pill or something or you just have to just you need like be a either to, you need to either be a fluffer, have a fluffer there, or then wow. act as their own fluffer. So that, that that becomes a whole ordeal. Yeah, like that becomes a whole thing. Now. And it is an ordeal because either the person's obviously I'm sticking a needle into your yeah. dick. That's going to be hard to like keep a boner, right? Yeah, unless unless I mean yeah. Unless, unless they really thing. like unless it, and then that just puts me in an awkward that puts position. That you in a weird position now because now you're facilitating that exactly. for an hourly rate. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. was a piercer, so I've been in those awkward positions. You know, like I've put a needle through like. Can we? Be, this is quite graphic. Yeah, yeah, yeah? I put I pierced the guy's dick before, and he ejaculated on my glove. No. <laughs> No way! Yeah. That is fucking. That, and I'm sorry. That, that is day. hilarious. That <laughs> is the funniest fucking thing. Yeah. That I was. Do you it know was what? So awkward. Do you know, do you know what? It's rare that I hear a story and I go, I don't know the ending to this one. And then when you said he busted nut on the fucking glove, yo. It wasn't no thin needle either. It was like a thick no needle. No fucking way. Yeah. So it was three point two. Yeah. So he <laughs> must have. He must have been waiting for that. He must have been like, yeah, that's me. Yeah. Damn. What'd you say after that? What'd, what'd, what'd you say? You don't say much, babe. <laughs> you, just wrap, you just wrap it up. You don't say much, yeah. <laughs> I've done my job. That's exactly. fucking mad. You mop up the blood and the semen and you send <laughs> them on the, their way. Like, people get like the Prince Albert done and it's like, there is like a... a yeah, but that's kind of like... So it's quite intense and Prince Albert, but like I guess there are different... Uh, male genital piercings some are more extreme than others mm. because like if so they're not going to body modification well no it's just like so if I was to say to you would you rather put a needle through your banjo string mm -hmm. or through the head of your penis mm. I'm going banjo every day right yeah I'm going banjo so depending day. on the aesthetics like some of these piercings like an apodravia uh -huh. is a piercing that goes through the entire head whoa yeah so imagine like this is your head and then yeah. you've got your little no 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 we're not imagining it's my head <laughs> <laughs> no no, no I, can't, I, can't, I can't even put my brain <laughs> to imagine a that's my a hypothetical dick yeah um, and then there's the pee hole here yeah, yeah, yeah and then so it would go through where like um, the base of the head is yeah, just yeah, under yeah, that yeah. like the little mushroom cap yeah, yeah. go through there just on the side of the banjo string and then through the pee hole and then out the other side yeah but as a piercer it's quite a hard task because if you don't do it wrong and you miss the pee hole you gotta get straight through that pee hole yeah, you fuck up, doing you fuck it up. yeah. But if you want to talk about dicks real quick mm. that's not the most extreme because obviously like i was an assistant to a body modification artist mm. for a while like i've been knee deep in split dicks yeah because people because it's like i heard this thing they do in thailand where they split the dick and it's not just thailand bro i've half no, canary war forgot it done really <laughs> yeah bankers yeah. love that shit cock and, ball, cock and ball torture bro it's a man. thing and you can go on forums for it online and people upload all their shit because they're well proud of it but the majority of these people and these men mm -hmm. who come and get like, yeah, like your point. don't point at me ain't no. me <laughs> men the ma <laughs> but the majority <laughs> I'm a freak but god damn this is crazy <laughs> but the thing is like the majority of these guys that come and get these things are like well-to-do mm. businessmen like very rich powerful well, businessmen who you, work in the city well, do you know what though that's like 
my theory is um, is when when people sort of live a life of pure mundane, it comes out in other ways. A hundred. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, like you know, 100%. you know, like me and you, we wake up when we want, and we sort of had this life of freedom, and you know, but it's like when people are so confined. It just comes out another way. Yeah, and you know they do saying? such mundane jobs. And they, all they do is numbers. And that's their life. Yeah. And they go home and they live a Monday. You know, they put in a microwave dinner and I shit. I totally and then get they why they need in, these outlets. And then they just go, ah, I'm going dogging. Like they just fucking, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. like, they just go fucking crazy. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, but it's understandable. I mean, if you know, if I was sort of locked into the cage of a yeah, desk, I want to split And I'm not dissing people that well. work in desk either, man. You carry on getting your money. I ain't mad 100%. at you. Hundred percent. But if you got a dream, go fucking follow it. Anyway. Um, <laughs> before we wrap up, I want to talk about your shop because it's a shop I'm supposed to come visit and I just haven't had the fucking time to come. Yeah, and I'm sorry. I'm going to come you down. I want to talk it. about the shop. So, what, so tell me about the shop. The shop. I actually um, opened the shop. It's nearly the one year anniversary. What date is it today? Oh, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, the first It's in of Hackney, August. right? Uh, yeah, it's in Hackney Wick, um, like near Fish Island. Uh-huh. Um, it's. I opened it. Yeah, on the 1st of August last year. Basically, like I've been working in tattoo shops for different tattoo shops for years and I've loved every tattoo shop I've worked in. Yeah. There's been good points and there's been bad points. But through the experience of working in so many different shops, I just wanted to take the bits that I liked, you know, apply the bits that I thought worked in a tattoo shop mm. and open my own. So yeah, yeah. So, you, so you just took all the best elements that um, you've worked with and just made a super shop. Exactly. And I, who, who you got working there? I think you've got so, some great artists there. I have some amazing artists. I'm so lucky. So I have a girl called Emily Malice who works with me. Mm. I've known Emily for years. She's an incredible tattooer. And then we have a hand poke artist called Luis from mm-hmm. Portugal who's mm. killing it. Um, Courtney, she's like amazing. She's a proper Essex girl. She does sick like traditional tattoos. Okay, okay. And then we have Beth and Word, who are a married couple. Um, she, she does hand poke tattoos and he does machine work. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's just a really good family. And then I have an apprentice called Lois as well. She's I'm teaching her how to tattoo and she's like um, a young girl from uh, London. Okay. And she does, she's a bit like a circus girl. She does like aerial uh, hoops. Yeah, yeah, she's really yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. And she does some wicked art. So I'm teaching her to tattoo at the moment. Sounds great. It's great. And what's and why do you why do you call it Femme Fatale? Because I just thought it fit me and my idea. Because I didn't want it to like... Everyone thinks that Femme Fatale is a female-only shop for yeah. only women to get tattooed at, which is not true. <coughs> we have I men... female-only artists. No, no, no. We have men who work with us. I call it Femme Fatale because I think I am a Femme Fatale and mm. that's why I wanted to call the shop, you know? Um, because it was my shop and it's not... It's not a one-sex shop. Anyone can come. It's a safe space for everybody, you know? It doesn't matter who you are. You can come to our shop and you'll be treated with respect and love and yeah. we will do our best to accommodate you with what you want. Okay. Yeah. Oh, man, do you know, I think it's a good place to wrap it up. I just want to say thank you. Thank you for inviting uh, me. It's no, no, don't be Never silly. Never done a podcast. No, well, good. You've you done great. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, and I, I know we've, we've chatted before and, uh, you know, I think you're, you, you're just, uh, you, know, you give out a great energy. And it's always nice Thank to you. to see you, and it's you know, and it's one of those, it's always one of those times. <coughs> it's sometimes you know you speak to someone, especially in this type of setting, and you know I've got a fucking million more questions to ask you, uh, but we don't have the time sadly, because you can't waste time. And uh, yeah, I think I think it's great what you're doing. Thank you. And uh, you know, and uh, you know, many more moons for you, man. I think you're gonna, you know, I don't think I need to say good luck because you don't need luck because you, you've got you've got it all sewed up, you know. I really appreciate that. And Thank uh, you. you know, you you know, you're a sweet person. You give out the energy, and you always you always, you always there's, there's some people in this world that when you when you're around them, you smile. 
yeah. And you're definitely one of those people. Oh, that means so, so much, uh, Yeah, don't worry. Like, when you leave, you. I'm going to slag you off. But uh, <laughs> <In> <laughs> I'm already playing. Yeah, I'm already playing. <laughs> she asked for fizzy water. Disgusting. No. In it, and uh, I'm squashed. <laughs> but can I just say as well, a huge thank you. Yeah, man. We had to get that Bret Hart. I didn't want to be like a diva, but I've never had kid. a rider before. No, and I was you like, ride it out. I I will will ride it out. Even, yeah, man. Bret Hart is fucking amazing. He's one of the most underrated wrestlers. 100%. The whole I'm glad game. you said that. Oh, he's great. 100%. Bret Hart's great. Go Canada. Go Canada, man. <laughs> uh, um, yeah, man. And uh, yeah, I'm definitely going to come visit the shop. I, want, I, need to, I need to book a tattoo in with you. Yeah, I anytime, to, I want, bro. I want, anytime. I want to me up, man. Anytime. I've been meaning to ask you. Evenings are the best times yeah, as well. Yeah, let's do it. So. We go, we'll hang out as well. We'll smoke some zoots and that and we'll chill. Of course. Uh, but yeah, let's wrap this up. Thank you so much, Grace. You're welcome. Thank you for having Thank me. Thank you. Appreciate it. Jamali 9000. Uh, that was just Grace Neutral. Uh, what, what, what a warm human being that was. This is what a kind soul she is. Uh, always, always got time for Grace. Always got time for Grace. Uh, but next week, we've got... Uh, the dude who makes my beard look shit. We got scrupulous pip. Jamali nine. Jamali nine thousand from Mars. Just land over Max with the computer. My wings expand on Earth, around the universe. The superhero just written a verse. The J on my shirt for Jamali. Never using the Molly. Walking down the galaxy, computers on my hand. Built in like I'm a man. Machine since I was growing up with children. Mechanical rapper putting a robot flow together. I made a steal in any weather. Disguise more than Spider-Man in a sweater. Optimus way after prime. Standing on top of the world, I gotta shine. Just like my pop's new Cadillac CT6. The patch on my eye, I be Rick. The lyrics are slick, like new now wave grease. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.